Welcome back to the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. I'm Anne Collins and I'm your host and I have a very special guest with me today. Welcome to Steve Payne, who is a very experienced performance coach, actor and writer and speaker. He also trains coaches and founded the Academy of Coaching and Training, where he trains coaches from all over Europe, myself included. So it's a real privilege for me personally to have Steve with us today um, because he not only trained me, but he also continues to supervise my coaching work. So it's a, it's a personal pleasure to have him with us today. So Steve has many qualities and I'm sure we'll touch on a few in this conversation. But for me, it's really his work on values that I find so inspiring. And in my own work, I see how powerful it is. So I wanted to invite him on the show to really dive into this and to talk about his approach to working around values with organisations and with individuals. So Steve works with a lot of corporate clients, including IBM, Cisco Systems and IKEA just to name a few. And I know that he uses his work on values um, frequently in that context. So we'll dive into that in a little bit. So welcome, Steve. Thank you. Thank you very much, Anne. Great pleasure to be here. Always a great pleasure to chat with you. Well, thanks so much. Well, we're going to dive straight in, Steve, because uh, you've had such an interesting professional journey. And um, would you mind telling us a little bit about how things worked out for you and in particular, how you became interested in coaching and then in values in particular? I started my professional journey, so to speak. I, I, I trained at drama school. I went to drama school first and I trained at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London. And the reason why I think that's really significant is because an actor studies the human condition, why we do what we do, why we sometimes don't do what we want to do, you know, the conflicts that yes. we have within us. And that's what an actor studies. And therefore, if that's not values based and beliefs based, because values and beliefs are very closely related, then I don't know what is. So it was the perfect grounding for an understanding of the importance that values play in our everyday, day-to-day lives. And so having trained uh, as an actor, I then worked as an actor for 10 years and fell into business. And I found myself running an organization in South Africa. And uh, that was a, a really interesting period because South Africa is such a mixture of cultures and therefore values uh, that to find the best way to navigate through that meant that I really had to take the time to understand what was important to the individuals there. So everything is kind of joined up. Uh, a lot of people ask me, you know, what you've done is so different in your life, but I don't see it like that. I see actually it's pretty much all the same and it all fits under the umbrella of what drives a person to do what they do. And in South Africa, how did that change your work when you started to really understand the values of the people you were working with? What it taught me was to, to pay attention to what people said and then to ask questions to, to go deeper and understand where that was coming from. And when I found that I could understand a person better, and that really means understanding what's important to them, their values, their beliefs, then I found I could find ways of, of connecting with them in a stronger way and also helping to motivate and inspire them because you can only motivate and inspire people by the things they find inspirational. And to do that, you have to have an idea of what's important to people. So it really taught me to pay attention and take away the, the generalizations of people and get into the specifics. What is it that makes an individual an individual? What is it that drives an individual forward? And that is as important in personal life as it is in professional life when you're working. So it really taught me to to really respect and pay attention to the individual. 
when you're working with companies and we're looking at really joint values there, I think it's very interesting because values of they've got a bit of a reputation, haven't they? Now, you know, sometimes the eyes start to roll when you mention talking about values in, in companies. And uh, and yet, as you've said, it's so important to understand why people do what they do, to understand what's important to them. But when we relate that to organisation, um, what's your approach to making that relevant, particularly to a group of people? So we're looking at trying to bring values to a group of people, where, as you say, individuals have different, very different values, maybe. Yeah, it's a very interesting question. We tend to be attracted by shared values. We join clubs to be with people who like what we like and things that are important to a common group of people. And it's the same in organizations. All great organizations have a strong set of values that people connect to. It's like a center of gravity. And so if you look at organizational culture, that's often expressed as you know, this is the way we do business around here. And if you look at individual culture, it's often expressed as this is who I am. And when you can find a synergy between the two of those things, then you get something really special. So that people are connected to something because they want to belong to it, not because they have to belong to it. And, and therefore, when I'm working with organizations, what's important to me is to, first of all, understand the values and the values usually you can always find in an organization story in the history of the organization what's important to them what they mean and then to help the the people within that organization have a common frame of reference of what those values mean and then most of my work is about raising people's awareness of what's important to them and finding the connection to the values that an organization has and raising the awareness that that these things are already important to an individual because they almost always will be. And then by raising that awareness, uh, the idea is that you begin to notice these things everywhere in the simplest of behaviors and the simplest of things that people do. And you should be able to tell an organization's values simply by observation. You know, how do they do what they do? Not just what they do, but how do they do it? And when people start to see those values in, in operation, which means that they are aware of them, then they automatically become more connected to them. And part of my job is to help people raise their awareness so they realize that they are already living these values and that they already share them and then find that synergy between the two. Now, the interesting thing is if we have, let's say an organization might have four values, four key values, it doesn't mean they have four values. So if you take, for example, a value of community, which many organizations say they have, then in order to, to really live that value of community, it means that people also have to have compassion. They have to care about each other. So the thing about values, the amazing thing about values is values are always subsets of other values. They always bring other values with them. No value exists on its own in isolation. So therefore, it makes it a relatively, I say relatively, relatively simple task to raise people's awareness of the, the, the components of values so that they realize that they do resonate with them, that these things are also important to them. So my approach is really that. It's to, to raise awareness, to find the connection points, and then to through demonstration of the history of the organization and the day-to-day -day alignment in the present, how these values are being lived every day. And when you raise the values, raise the awareness of those values, when people start seeing them everywhere, it starts to embed those values even more strongly. And so that's that's my general approach. Everything is idiosyncratic, but that's my general approach to binding individual values with corporate values. 
And can I just go back to something that you said that I find really interesting is about this idea of belonging, that when we find these commonalities, as you say, through these almost like groups, families of values, if you like, then that can really help people to feel that they belong. And as we know, with so much work around it, particularly inclusion at the moment and well-being as well, that we know that when people feel that they really belong and when they do really belong to an organisation and to a community within that organisation, it makes a difference. What do you think about that? Is that something that you that you focus on? Definitely. It's part of it because, I mean, people use the term psychological safety. And, and when we feel that we're part of something bigger than ourselves with shared values, then we feel that we're part of something where everybody, everybody's looking out for everybody else. Everybody's attracted by the same things. Everybody's connected to that common set of values. And when that happens, we do feel a sense of belonging. And it's a basic human need to belong to something to feel that we belong to something bigger than ourselves. And so when you have a strong set of values that you identify with, then what happens is you you begin to feel that sense of belonging. And that brings a feeling of you're in the right place. So you feel a degree of comfort, of security, of psychological safety. But also, you know, part of a job of leadership is to, to create a world to which people want to belong, not because they have to, but because they want to. And a great test of that is that are people working with you because they believe what you believe? Are they only working for a wage because if they're only working for a wage Friday at 5 30 they're out the door somebody comes along with more money they're out the door but what happens when somebody comes along with more money and the people stay why are they staying and sometimes if not most of the time uh, that's contentious but people people are more attracted to, to feeling that they belong to something rather than just financial gain and so it's very interesting the job of leadership is also to be values driven leadership I believe and that means that you do create worlds to which people want to belong because they resonate with those values I think that's so interesting in particularly in, in the context of uh, 2021 2022 as we're going into this and this conversation about a lot of people thinking about leaving their job. And I think it's quite difficult to get a lot of data around this, but it seems to me that there are many people who are leaving because of childcare and very practical issues. But there are also people who are thinking about what is my purpose? And in fact, what is important to me? Is this really what I want to be doing? And and I think what you're saying there about uh, if we can can create organisations and also help leaders to create organisations where there are shared values, truly shared values, it's going to help people or maybe make the decision even? I mean, without question, I would say that the you know, values are the central issue in leadership. If you can unite people around values, it has a dramatic effect on behavior and things like trust and loyalty. And leaders need to role model those values too. And that, that really, I would say, is the central core of leadership. There's over a thousand books written on leadership. There are some common themes, but one that, that is always there is values-driven leadership. And really building on that, if cascading values is a very difficult task, isn't it? And and making Mm. them visible to people in the everyday life. And as you say, how we live it out. What do you see are the main problems and solutions with that? I think the main problems are a lack of understanding of what values are. When you raise people's awareness of things, they tend to see them everywhere. And the thing about values is what we ideally want to be aware of is the day-to-day living out of the values through behavior. It's the small things that people do. So for example, 
if you have a value of community, then how is that expressed in behavior on a daily basis? If you look across the room and you see somebody struggling with something and you go across and you ask them, are you okay? Can I help you with anything? Then that's an expression of community. And if if you raise awareness of values, you would recognize that as an expression of community. You would recognize that as a value in action. So what's really important is that values become part of the, the daily conversation, that we raise awareness of values so that we start to see them everywhere in the smallest things. And leaders, of course, as you say, cascading through the organization, leaders are role models. People always look to leaders for their lead. And therefore, if leaders are are living the values, then other people will tend to naturally model that too. So cascading it through the organization is a process of not only the leadership living the values, but also raising the awareness of them so that we see them in operation. We recognize them in operation through behavior on a daily basis. And that's how you bed values. I think recognising is an interesting one. And, and I think there are so many ways that we can recognise and actually thank people as well for doing things and recognising that that was important because it feeds into our values. So if, as you, the lovely example that you gave there of somebody giving somebody some help in their team, where we actually, as leaders, we recognise that people are doing that and thank them for that. And so encourage that embedding further. I think that's uh, an interesting, an interesting and easy way it doesn't have to be difficult, does it? Yeah, and if you see someone someone doing something, going over and giving them a pat on the back or going over and just saying, that was really, that was amazing what you did or that was really brave what you did. Uh, you know, if your value is courage and one of the, the company values is courage and you recognize courage in the smallest things, getting up to give a presentation, asking a question when it might not be a popular question. You know, these are examples of courage. And if you recognize that as that value being lived, then then literally recognize it, celebrate it. Because again, when people know or recognize, for example, that we're living a value and they, they let us know that, when we do things that support our values, we feel good. When we do things that compromise our values, we feel bad. So internally, we've got a barometer letting us know if we're living a value or compromising it. Those things we think are invisible when they recognize them, it gives us so much more encouragement. We feel it. I watch people when I'm running trainings and so on. And one of the questions I ask is, when have you recognized one of your colleagues living a value? So one of the company values, for example, when have you recognized somebody doing that? And sometimes people will mention people who are in the room. Ah, when so-and-so, they name them. When, when Jane, for example, when Jane did this, that was amazing. And I, and I look at Jane's face. I can see a shift. I can see a change. I can see the energy shift and the difference it makes to that person. And those are the little tiny things that make all the difference. So values don't, we don't have to make a big song and dance about it. It's the recognition, the raising of awareness of them. That's what makes all the difference. It empowers people. When we feel empowered, when we do something and we we feel fulfilled, we're much more likely to continue doing that because we feel that it, it is fulfilling, that it is satisfying something that's important to us. And we can see the difference it makes not just to us, but the people around us. Those are the things on a daily basis that make the difference with values. Empowering is is such an important one. So many leaders say that the reason why they want to be a leader is because they want to empower other people and help people to realise their enormous potential. And and I think if I if I've understood correctly that you're really saying that if we can go back to values, tap into those, and embed them, a sure way to help people do that. I don't think we need to go 
back to values because values are always there. Whether or not we recognize them is a different question, but values always play a part in everything we do on a daily basis. It's not going back to values, it's recognizing them because when we recognize them, then we have a, a chance to align to them, align with them even more strongly. And again, as I said before, you know, when something's important to you and you do something that supports that, you feel great. When you compromise a value, you don't feel so great. One of the values that I've been talking about in a company is compassion. And because I've been talking about it so much, and, and I raised, basically by talking about it, raising my own awareness of it, I noticed that, for example, if somebody's struggling like with a bag on the street, and I walk past them, there's a voice inside my head that says, mm, no, you could have helped that person. And it makes me stop, turn around and go back and help them. And when I've helped them, not only do they feel great, I feel fantastic too. That's the difference recognizing values makes. When you feel it in your body, and it tells you, have you lived that value? Have you compromised that value? And it gives you a decision point, a choice point to do something about it. That's why raising awareness of values is so important. Just to finish, Steve, you've said so many amazing things there that I know that uh, for many people, I, I'm sure they'll be really thinking about how they can use values in a, in a better way rather than just, just having the list on the wall in the reception area. And so what would be your top tip for, for leaders now? What's the number one thing that you would suggest to them to really move in this direction? The first thing is value should never, ever be a tick box exercise. If you display your values in a company on a wall and you don't live them, they become a target for people to laugh at or sneer at. Values are so important. They are probably, without knowing it for many organizations, the single most important thing you can do in an organization is understand who you are, what you stand for. And that then becomes a guiding light for all the decisions that you make and the way you do what you do. Anyone who pays lip service to values is not only missing an opportunity, but they're probably causing damage. And as leaders, one of the most important things is, is understanding what are the values of this organization? What is important to us? And if you look back over your history, right the way from the very beginning, your values will always be present. If you don't have a set of values, you don't have that center of gravity. A couple of things. One, if, you're go if you don't already have a set of values, which are stated and known, then create the values, not create them, but discover them in collaboration with the people in the organization. If you already have the values in place, then use them as a compass. In other words, when it comes to recruitment, one of the most important things is making sure that you hire people who believe what you believe in. In other words, you're not just hiring for skills. You can hire a very skillful person, but if they're not trustworthy, if they're toxic, it will cause you more damage. So hire for attitude, which is values-based. Train for competence and manage for retention. It's such an important thing to maintain and honor culture and then be able to pass that culture on as a legacy to the people that will follow. Great companies always outlive people and we're caretakers. And that's why Honoring values and aligning to values is so important in organizations. Never, ever, ever, I hope I've stressed that enough, take them for granted. Fantastic. Now, I know you've written a great book about values that I refer to a lot myself. Could you just tell us a little bit about that? And I'll make sure that all the details are in the show notes. Absolutely. It's very kind of you to say I've written the book. Um, I, I have to say, of course, that I co-wrote a book with uh, the wonderful Alan Williams. And yes, this book is called My 31 Practices. And it's called My 31 Practices because there's never more than 31 days in a month. And My 31 Practices is basically about understanding what your true values are and then recognizing and or designing 
defining behaviors that support those values. And then by constant awareness to that, to be paying attention to those behaviors. And so, for example, if you take a value of compassion, what's an example of a behavior that supports it? Then by recognizing that, you get an opportunity to raise your awareness and live that more often. And by constant repetition, then like everything else, they, they go into the unconscious and they become habitual ways of being. So my 31 practices is a practical guide of how you can align to your values even more strongly and live them day to day. And can I just add to that, that it's also, it's a very accessible book, isn't it? You have a, a lot of images in there and, and diagrams. So um, for anyone who's thinking of, of exploring this, um, perhaps for the first time, it's really recommend it because it takes you through in a very pedagogical way um, throughout everything that Steve has just talked about. So uh, a great book to get. And I know that it's available on Amazon, I think. It is indeed available on Amazon. There are amazing illustrations in this book. And I want to give a big shout out to John Montgomery, whose illustrations really capture the essence of what the book is all about. Yes, yeah, so you can get it on Amazon. You can get it from the UK Values Alliance. Um, Alan is part of the UK Values Alliance and the Global Values Alliance. And you can also get it from my own website as well. Can you tell us how people can get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me via LinkedIn. You can get in touch with me via my website, which is the Academy of Coaching and Training. And that's www.taoct.uk. T-A-O-C-T is the Academy of Coaching and Training uh, com. And so you can always send me a message through there too. And, and just because I would just like to give you just a few minutes also to talk about your work with training coaches, because uh, you've trained me and I had such a, a great training course with you and, and you're still working with me. So I'd love you just to just to say what that's all about, because I know there are people who are interested in becoming coaches who listen to this podcast, particularly I'm talking to quite a few leaders at the moment who are interested in learning some coaching skills. Would you be able to point them in, in the direction of, of some training as well? Absolutely. I think it's really important that coaches understand what real coaching is all about. Coaching is about talent development, personal development, and therefore it's all about the, the client, not the coach. And I think the most important thing in coach training is for a coach to develop the, the sensibilities of understanding their client, understanding people, and finding ways to help that person move forward based on that person's map of the world. And coaching is about asking, not telling. And so we really focus on the training that, that we run at the academy on developing those skills and sensibilities before we ever touch the tools. A tool is only as good as the person using the tool. And so therefore we develop the sensibilities, then we attach them great coaching tools and our course is also an NLP course as well as a coaching course it's neuro-linguistic programming and as a professional communicator as an actor and everything I've done as speaker and so on and a writer I would say that NLP probably has the the most comprehensive skill set when it comes to uh, when it comes to communication and so we we blend the two together uh, coaching accredited coach training accredited by the association for coaching and accredited NLP training accredited by the association for NLP to really create the strongest possible foundation for effective coaching and behavior change oh, that's fabulous and uh, I think people can get uh, all the information they need on your website can't they if they want to find out more about the training well thank you Steve thank you for joining us and what a great conversation today. I love talking about values with you. And every time I do, I, I learn something new myself. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for joining us. Thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us. And uh, do join us again soon for another conversation about leaders on the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>